Would you open God's precious holy word to 1 Chronicles 6? Surely you believe like me, there is no wasted jot nor tittle according to the Lord. But these genealogies are going to have to be explained to me when I get to heaven. No, they have deep meaning if you really immerse yourself into it. I'm, I'm really schmoozing you on this one, let me tell you. This, 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 was, uh, this was a challenge, this particular chapter, because in the Hebrew Bible, this chapter is 66 verses long. But in the translation, it's 81 verses long. And we're in the translation. So, if you ever had a good excuse to bob off, I don't know, tonight my, I want to fly through the genealogy, but there's something very, there's always something important to be learned. I want to fly through this thing. I didn't have enough time to transliterate. Well, I transliterated it, but I didn't have enough time to translate it into the way it should be in English. So my, what you may see up there looks a little bit different maybe than what you'll see in your Bible. Uh, and it's the Hebrew, uh, it's the Hebrew way of saying some of these names and it's mostly just names. But the division is important and at the very end of all of this, I want to make several important points that you and I should see as applicable to ourselves in the Lord. Now, the special tribe of Levi. The Levites were the they were the worship leaders. They were they were the they were God's appointed ministers for worship. The most attention in these genealogies, let me, let me back up. The chronicler, who probably was Ezra, the chronicler had access to genealogies that were prolific in, in these days. So he gives us these genealogies at the outset of the Chronicle, First Chron we call it First Chronicles. And as you study these genealogies, there's nine chapters, and this is chapter six. As we study these genealogies, we can't help but see that the inspired chronicler has put them in a, a special kind of order. The chronicler lived post-exile. That is to say, he lived back in the land after the Jews were permitted to go back. His access to records, military records, family records, and most specifically, the records of the tabernacle, 
were easily accessed to him. And if you, if you compare the genealogy of the, the genealogies that are given here, they will come in a different order and look a little different. It's because the genealogy is still the same, but it's because there's a special message for the people of God in these genealogies. Of course, our challenge is to discover what that message is for us rather than just open up First Chronicles and just immediately go to chapter 10 and bypass the first nine chapters. That would be an unfortunate thing to do. So here he gives special treatment to the tribe of Levi. There's only one other genealogy that he gives more space to among the 12 tribes. There's only one other genealogy that he gives more space to than to the tribe of Levi, and that is the tribe of Judah, the royal tribe from whence the Christ of God comes. Now remember, 1 Chronicles, we have to keep our focus here, 1 Chronicles along with 2 Samuel, these that we're studying together, are an account together. They give us a very good account of, of the life and times of King David when he becomes king. The important thing then through these genealogies is not only to bring us to how it all comes to David through Judah, but how the places where people are placed, how they serve, in what ways. You know, we've seen some who are craftsmen, some who are scribes, and some who do other things of, of these tribes, and some are warriors. How they are placed by Yahweh in the land. Because this is all preparatory to the time, at least reading up these genealogies, to the time when David becomes king. And the chronicler wants to show us how God has meticulously cared for his covenant. And all the people of the world were under, of course, the sovereign and divine providential uh, leadership of Almighty God. The tribe of Levi, Levi is given to us as the second most prolific list of names because they're the leaders of worship. Judah, king, king. Levi, worship. So you can see how important in the mind of the chronicler worship is when you take into consideration how lengthy this genealogy is when compared to the other genealogies uh, in, uh, in, the, in, the, in the nine chapters of 1 Chronicles. So here we go. First of all, the high priests. This sort of goes in with what we studied Sunday night about the high priest and then the priesthood. All right, the, the sons of Levi are Levi, Gershon, Gachat, Merari, sons of Gachat, Amon, Yitzhak, Shavron, Uzael, 
and the sons of Amron, Aaron, and Moshe, Moses, Miriam, sons of Aaron, Nadav, Avahu, Eliezer, Itamar. Uh, Eliezer begot Pinchas, Pinchas begot Avashua, and Avashua begot Buki, Buki begot begat Uzi, and Uzi begat Zariah, and Zariah begat Maraot, and Maraot begat Amariah, and Amariah begat Ahituv, Ahituv begat Tzadok, Tzadok begat Ahimaaz, and Ahimaaz begat Azariah, and Azariah begat Yohanan. Now yours will give the English, the, the anglicized names. I just didn't take time. I kind of ran out of steam here. So I just took it right from the Hebrew. Yochanan begat Azariah. He it is that executed the priest's office in the temple that Shlomo built in Yerusha. All right. The priest's office in the temple that Solomon built in Jerusalem. And Azariah begat Amariah. And Amariah begat Achetuf. Nachetuf begat Zedak. Zedak begat Shalom. Shalom begat Hilcha. And Hilcha begat Azariah. And Azariah begat Sarayah. And Sarayah begat Yehotzedak. And Yehotzedak went into captivity when Yahweh carried away Yahuda or Judah and Jerusalem by the hand of Nebuchadnezzar. Now let's think about this for a minute. This is when Nebuchadnezzar defeated Jerusalem. But who does the Holy Spirit say is the one who defeated Judah and Jerusalem? Yahweh. Nebuchadnezzar, Babylon, they were just a, a data point in time. They were like a, a pinhead on a map. God raised them up for the 70 years that he would use them. And then he would use the next group. But it's all how he used them with regard to his people. You remember Deuteronomy 32 and verse 8. How the sons of man are bound by the accounting that Yahweh has with Israel. All the other nations of the world, that's just the way it is. This, this, this is what is declared in the Bible. And so, you know, Nebuchadnezzar, oh, he was a great guy and all this kind of, had a big old army. He was tough. He defeated, now think, he defeats all of these nations on his way to Jerusalem. But his purpose in the mind of Yahweh, well, his purpose, period. His purpose was to make it to Jerusalem. And lead the people of the Lord who carried the promise of the Christ into captivity, into Babylon. He defeated the Assyrians and other great nations and armies. But the point in heaven is not that he won all of those battles. That's just, that was just something along the way. The point in heaven is he is the servant of Yahweh to accomplish the purpose that Yahweh had determined with regard to his sinful people. Prophets had been warning. So here is how heaven regards the rise and success of Nebuchadnezzar. All right, high priests, now we go to the general Levitical priesthood. 
The sons of Levi are, are Levi. Gerashim, Kahad, Merari. And these be the names of the sons of Gerashim. Livni, Shmei. And the sons of Kahat were Amram and Yitzar and Shevron and Uziel. And the sons of Merari, Mali, Mushi. And these are the families of the Levites according to their fathers. Of Gershom, uh, Livni, his son, Yachar, his son, Zemach, his son, Yoach, his son, Edo, his son, Zerah, his son, Yaatrai, his son, the sons of Kohat, Aminadav, his son, Kor, his son, Asher, his son, I'm going to fly through this, Elachna, his son, Evi, Yashaf, his son, Asir, his son, Tachar, his son, Uriel, his son, Uziah, his son, Shaul, his son, and the sons of Elchana, Amasai, and Achimot. Are you asleep yet? There will be a test. As for Elchana, the sons of, whoops, the sons of Elchana, okay, here we go, Zophar, his son, Nacha, his son, Eliav, his son, Yeraham his son, Elchanah his son, and the sons of Shemuel, uh, Shemuel, the uh, Bachor, Vashni, and Aviah. Well, okay. The sons of Merari, Mali, Levni his son, Shemuel his son, Uzzah his son, Shemuel his son, Haria his son, Asaya his son. Now, the big point is the importance of the worship of Yahweh. We have a savior, Judah. That's the great point of the genealogies. And he is king. He is royal. He is the king of the kingdom. And he will bring the kingdom to earth. And finally, all nations are defeated. So the savior is uppermost. Secondly, according to these genealogies, second most important thing, the worship of the Savior. The worship of the God who saves us. Our God. Our Creator. Now, the development of worship expands and includes singing. Later on, much later on, on into Chronicles, we will see how David, David appointed singers and musicians. He makes, he makes passing note of that here in, uh, in the Chronicles. So here are the guilds of singers from among the priesthood, the Levites. And these are they whom David set over the service of song in the house of Yahweh after that the ark had rest. And the ministers before the dwelling place of the tabernacle of service uh, with singing until Solomon had built the house of Yahweh in Jerusalem. And then they waited on their office according to their order. And these are they that waited with their children of the sons of the Kohatites, uh, Himana singer, son of jo or Benuel, uh, his son or son of Shemuel, uh, son of Elchanab, son of Yeroham, uh, son of Eliel, son of Toach, son of Zuf, son of Elchanah, son of Machat, son of Amasai, son of Elchanah, son of Joel or Yoel, Ben Azariah, Ben Zephaniah, 
son of Tacha, son of Asir, ben Eviasaf, son of uh, son of Korah, son of Yitzhak, son of Kohat, son of Levi or Levi, son of Israel, his brother Asaf, who stood on his right hand, even as Asaf ben Barachia, his, uh, son of Shemaiah. Now he's listing the singers, okay? And how the singers just kept singing generation after generation, musicians. Son of Michael, son of Baasia, son of Malchia, uh, son of Ethne, son of Zerah, son of Adaya, son of Etan, son of Zima, son of Shmei, son of Yachat, son of Gershom, son of Levi, or Levi. And their brothers, the sons of Merari, stood on the left hand, Etan bin Kishi, or son of Kishi, son of Avdi, son of Maluch, son of Hashavaya, son of Amaziah, son of Helkiah, son of Amzi, son of Bani, son of Shemir, son of Mali, son of Mushi, son of Merari, son of Levi. And their brothers also, the Levites, were appointed unto all manner of service of the tabernacle of the house of Elohim. Appointed singers. So now, it is the will of God to have grand inspirational music in the service to Yahweh. Most of what they did came from the Psalms of David. This is, and it was David who, who was instrumental in, in starting the, the guilds of singers. And then there are the, the service that is given specifically by the, uh, the, the, family, the, the sons of Aaron. But Aaron and his sons offered up the altar of the burnt offering on the altar of incense, and they were appointed for all the work of the place to the most set apart of the holy, holy of old. And to make an atonement for Israel according to all that Moses, the servant of Elohim, had commanded. And these are the sons of Aaron, Eliezer, uh, his, uh, his son, Pinchas, his son, Avishwa, his son, Buchi, his son, Uzi, his son, uh, Zariah, his son, Merayat, his son, Amari, his son, Ahituf, his son, Tzadak, his son, Ahimaz, his son. Okay. See, we're going through this pretty quickly. And the most important of this is our conclusion after verse 81. So don't go to sleep. I'm calling you to pray. They didn't have a tribal land, but God took care of them. They did have land. This is how it happened. Okay, here we go. The dwelling places of the Levites. It's in Joshua chapter 21. Now these are the dwelling, their dwelling places throughout their castles or their set apart dwelling places in their coasts of the sons of Aaron, of the families of the Kohtites. For theirs was the lot and they gave them Chevron in the land of Judah and the suburbs thereof round about it. But the fields of the sea, the villages thereof they gave to Caleb, son of Yephunneh. And to the sons of Aaron, they gave the cities of Judah, namely Chevron, the city of refuge, and Livna with her uh, suburbs, Yatir, Eshtimua, and with her suburbs, and Helen with her suburbs, Devir with her suburbs, Ashan with her suburbs, and the house of Shemish with her uh, suburbs, and out of the tribe of Benjamin, Giva with her suburbs, Alamet with her suburbs, and 
Anatot with her suburbs. All their cities throughout their families were 13 cities. And under the sons of Kohat, which were left of the family of that uh, tribe, were cities given out of the half-tribe, namely out of the half-tribe of Manasseh. By lot, ten cities. And to the sons of Gershom throughout their families, out of the Shavit of Yisachar, and out of the Troah tribe of Asher, and that's Issachar, and out of the tribe of Asher, out of the tribe of Naphtali, out of the tribe of Manasseh and Bashan, 13 cities. Under the sons of Merari were given by Lot throughout their families, out of the tribe of Reuben, out of the tribe of Gad, out of the tribe of Zebulun, 12 cities. And the sons of Israel gave to the Levites these cities with their suburbs. And they gave by Lot out of the tribe of uh, the sons of Judah, out of the uh, tribe of the sons of uh, Simeon, out of the uh, tribes of the sons of Benjamin, these cities which are called by their names. And the residue of the families of the sons of Chahat had cities in their coasts out of the Shavit, or out of the tribe of Ephraim. And they gave unto them of the cities of refuge, Shechem in Mount Ephraim, Ephraim. With her suburbs they gave also Gezer, with her suburbs, and Yochmiam with her suburbs, and uh, Be'et, or uh, the son of Haron with her, or the house of Haron with her suburbs. And Ayalin with her suburbs, Gahrimon with her suburbs, and out of the half tribe of Manasseh, Aner with her suburbs, and Belim with her suburbs, of the family of the remnant of the sons of Chat, under the sons of Gershom were given out of the family of the half tribe of Manasseh, uh, Golan in Bashan with her suburbs and Ashtarot with her suburbs. And out of the tribe of Issachar, uh, Kadesh with her suburbs, Davrat with her suburbs, Ramot with her suburbs, Anim with her suburbs, and out of the tribe of Asher, Mashal with her suburbs, Avdon with her suburbs, and Huchach with her suburbs and suburbs, and Rehof with her suburbs. We say suburbs a lot. It's kind of strange. And out of the tribe of Naphtali, Kadesh and Galil with her suburbs, and Hamon with her suburbs, and Keri Atiam, Atayim, uh, with her suburbs, unto the rest of the sons of Merari were given out of the tribe of Zebulun, Rimon with her suburbs, Tavor with her suburbs. And on the other side of the Jordan, but Jericho, on the east side of the Jordan, were given them out of the tribe of Reuben. Betzer in the wilderness with her suburbs, and Yaza with her suburbs, Kedemot with her suburbs, and Mephaat with her suburbs, and out of the tribe of Gad, Remot and Gilead with her suburbs, and Machanim with her suburbs, and Heshbon with her suburbs, and Yatzir with her suburbs. I think that's the end of the that's the end of the chapter, right? Okay. Now, what'd you get out of that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, there you go. A lot of Levites were living in the suburbs. <laughs> Some of them had coastal property. They didn't have a land of their own, but they had land designated for them to live in in each of the area of where the 12, where the other tribes live, the other 11 tribes. That the worship of God 
would be carried through generation after generation in a proper way was an extremely important thing. There are several points, and I'm going to end it with this right here, that I want to make that, that, that are extracted from this chapter, this genealogy. Number one, the chronicler prized the tribe of Levi. He was one himself. I mean, he was a pretty, you know. But the worship of God, to open the scroll, to read, to read the word of God, to attend to the sacrifices, to see people's lives uh, rejuvenated through, through giving sacrifices and offerings and, and then the special feast days and, and all those things. The emphasis on Levi carries a theological message. I think I've already covered that. And it is this, that the worship of our God should be a constant and living thing in the lives of God's people. It's very difficult for me to see how a child of God could forsake the worship of God. Now, the temple was of a crucial importance in the post-exile life of the Jew. He comes back, you know the story of Ezra and all. They come back to ruins and they are to rebuild the wall, they are to rebuild the temple. And it's nothing like what they had, what they had pre-exile. Matter of fact, the older people who were alive as children when they were taken off into exile, and they saw <laughs> they saw the they saw the product of the rebuilt temple of the poor old people who were allowed to go back, they cried because it just didn't compare with Solomon's temple. However, what came from the heart and what the temple was to God's people is the important thing. This, these are God's people longing to be in the presence of Yahweh who has made provision to accept us into his presence. He has graciously given to us the paradigm by which we may in our lives see the overcoming and forgiveness of sin via a perfect sacrifice. And the lesson that it represents comes from the teachings of the Levites through the generations. This was very important to God's people. It still would be today. It still is today. The importance of, of worship, of the word of God, of singing praises and offering prayers and giving sacrifices and, and, and gifts and fellowshipping together in a beautiful way to come together as the people of God before our great God. This is something that is seen in the chronicler's mind as very important. The extent of this genealogy reflects the importance of a divine commission. Not just anybody can stand up and provide the leadership of worship from heaven. It has to be the called and designated servant of God. So this was something that was very important to this generation. 
The Levites have a divine commission. They've been through a lot. They've been through 70 years or more of captivity. They have been slaughtered and mocked and made fun of and displaced. And now they're allowed to come back and they're impoverished. And the place that was their home is just in ruins and all of these things. But here, for all that has happened still, God's people must understand the importance of God's divine commission upon those who administer to the people of God. The order of the genealogies reflects the tribal positions in the wilderness. Centermost was Levi. At the front was Judah, and then the others were around and behind. So Judah would lead the charge as they were in the wilderness, headed to the promised land, and all of the people of God, all of the tribes understood equally the importance of Levi, the tabernacle, and the worship of the Lord. In the chronicler's view, the temple merited the community's support un, un, without waiver, and that, that worship should be conducted in a traditional and proper manner. In the Old Testament, in the tabernacle, by, the, by appointing the priesthood, by appointing the divine vessels that would be inside the tabernacle later the temple, and the, the general place, the brazen altar, altar of incense, and then the area of congregation, and then the holy place, and the most holy, the holy of holies, all of these things had their separate ways of serving the Lord, and the Levites were, were, were directly involved in all of this by the divine commission of God. So here, even in post-exile, the people are reminded that God in his tabernacle or in his temple as they rebuilt it in Jerusalem, God had a specific way and it all meant something. Of course, the basic message was that we are sinners and we cannot, we cannot be in the presence of God unless we come by the appointed way of God and God has to come to us, we can't really go to him and there must be a blood sacrifice, a, a sacrifice of, a, of an unblemished animal and the hands, has to be, the hands have to be laid on the, 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 the head of the sacrifice. You know, all the things that we've been studying in Leviticus, all of these things are important and they can't discount any of that in this worship. And, those, and the meanings of those things Sin and atonement, sacrifice and forgiveness and salvation, all these things come to fruition in the most spiritual way through Christ our Lord and thus by the Spirit into his church. And there are just fundamentals that cannot be changed. You cannot change fundamentals of worship or of the faith. Now, for the chronicler, the temple stood at the heart of Judah. Putting Levi in the very middle of the genealogical spectrum is a symbolic reflection of this belief. How important what Levi did for them. There is a beautiful spirituality about this ground plan which gave centrality to the tabernacle and to the ministers of the tabernacle, namely the Levites that we just studied. The chronicler also implies equivalent value for this for the pre-exilic people and the post-exilic. In other words, so what? We've been in Babylon captivity all this time. 
we're back in our land and now we're going to have to we're going to have to give great attention to what the temple is and what it means to us and the service of worship provided there from Yahweh in our behalf. This is something that's going to have to be central for us in our lives. They lost that at the time of their exile. They were sinners. Their hearts weren't in it. They, they didn't care. Even the priesthood didn't care anything about it. But now the importance and the restoration of the importance of worship comes back into the lives of the people. And also the chronicler implies equivalent value for the, the, the two temples, the temple that was in pre-exile and, and post-exile as a focal point of the presence of God with his people and the prescribed meeting place for sacrifice and worship. The tribe of Levi had the function of maintaining this sacred place and its services. And in their central position among the genealogies, they reflected the role of the temple as the hub of the community. Whew. Well, we got something out of it, didn't we? We're going to stop there and we'll have our uh, deacon prayer time.